And welcome to the Backstage Experience Podcast. Dave Morales is my name, and talking movies is my game. That's it for the wrap. David Johnson, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. We've got a great, like, legend episode today for the podcast, so I'm excited. Dude, not only do we have legends, but we have, and I'm talking about the hosts. Uh, we'll talk about the actors <laughs> in a minute. No. <laughs> uh, but this is, like David said, it, it, this is going to be a fun episode. We Something is happening on this episode, so you are very lucky. You that is listening to us right now on the Backstage Experience Podcast, it's your lucky day because for the very first time, we are actually talking about two huge films that are competing with each other on the same weekend. You know, we were thinking about doing, and each film could deserve uh, or could get, has enough content. We could do one each, but I said, David, actually, David Johnson was like, you know, let's combine them. And I'm like, yeah, let's do that because <laughs> that's okay. So, for example, we're going to talk reminiscence. Uh, the new movie starring Hugh Jackman, uh, Tandaway Newton. We're going to be talking with those stars. Uh, also, we've got Protégé, which is an action thriller that stars Maggie Q and David Johnson. Tell them who else we have on this episode of our podcast. Major star, my favorite Batman. What is his name? The one and only Michael Keaton. Where does he rank as far as your Batman list? He's probably my number two because I, was, I grew up in the era with Christian Bale. And I loved Christian Bale in those Batman movies. I do remember watching the Michael Keaton ones as a kid because my dad showed me those, like the old Tim Burton ones. But the Christian Bale one for me. Thanks again, David. Once again, you have you have you have aged me. You have dated me. You, you have put me. I'm gonna go get my Walker with the tennis balls on the bottom and head on out. Oh right, but 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 so he so you think Christian? I, I I'm with you. Yeah, Christian Bale, but. I think Michael Keaton is such a good... In fact, I have proof that Michael Keaton is such a good Batman that he is, and you'll hear it in the interview later, he's coming back as Batman. Yep, yep for the Flash movie. Yeah, Ezra. I love Ezra, dude, as the Flash. Uh, great actor. But uh, um, so, yeah. So anyway, Keaton, Keaton and I talk about... Uh, and I'm saying Keaton like he and I talk, hang out and drink... <laughs> Kool-Aid or whatever he drinks, yeah. beers. I don't know. I don't drink beer, but uh, yeah. Anyway, Michael Keaton and I will be talking about that shortly. I'm I'm hyped. All right, so we uh, we're gonna start with reminiscence, if I'm not mistaken. Tell me what you know about Tandaway Newton. I have watched her most recently. I saw her in Westworld. Now I'm not completely caught up on the third season, but uh, she's been in many different things. She's actually been in a lot of like action projects. And she does a really good job in them, like every single one. She's phenomenal. So seeing her and Hugh Jackman in a movie together is kind of like, that's a duh. Like, I have to go see that movie. She is great in this film. Uh, we also, she was in Star Wars Solo is where I met her. Uh, she just, I love talking with her. She plays a character named Watts, who is the assistant to Hugh Jackman. Reminiscence basically is about a scientist. By the way, David, give me props because as you watch me, we're looking at each other right now. <laughs> Via Zoom, I am not reading this on 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 Google or nope any of those nope. sites that you know talk about. I, I I that's how much I love the movie and I know the the story. So it's about a scientist who creates a machine where he can go back and relive past memories. Um, and and it and something you're going to hear Hugh Jackman tell you later is like they don't just you don't re, just relive. You like you're not there like as a dream. You're actually in the memory. Okay. Yep. It's a awesome concept. 
definitely something you talk about after you see the movie. In fact, I've got a question for you, David, after I yeah. think you know what it is. After we hear from Tandaway Newton, who plays Watts. Um, so we're going to talk about the story of the film, working obviously with Hugh Jackman, uh, the rabbit hole of going down memories, the reflections of your past, things like that. Uh, Tandaway Newton is uh, going to be our first guest on this episode of the Backstage Experience podcast. And stick around afterwards. I'm going to ask David Johnson a personal question. <laughs> this is reminiscence. After I saw this, it took me down a rabbit hole of just reflections, memories, all kinds of things. I was just talking to your amazing director about this. Oh, and, and so I figured I would start with you. Did, did that happen to you as well? Well, funnily enough, I, I feel like I was in a state of, I was in such a surreal state where time means absolutely nothing because I'd come off Westworld where Lisa and I were working crazily to complete that in our different departments. And then she offered me reminiscence. Like at the very end, I had two weeks to just finish Westworld and get out there. Wow. And it was a real kind of crazy, surreal, and then it was over and I didn't really even have a moment to, to, to sort of think. And it's not until the dust settled and I watched the movie that I realized, you know, thank goodness in a way, because I would have been way too scared to do the movie and let, let Lisa down. If I'd had any time to think, I would have, got myself into such a pickle. I think in the fact, the fact that it was like, okay, go, let's go. You know, cause it's, it's not, it's not typical to cast me in this role. But I think one of the things that's amazing about Lisa and one of the things that's incredible about having women making movies is that you get the female perspective. You know, I named my daughter Ripley after Sigourney Weaver's character in Alien. Because oh. to me, that was a recognizable woman in film. A woman wow. who is powerful, who is, uh, uncompromising when it comes to protecting the innocent, who is instinctive, who doesn't have to wear makeup all the time, who doesn't have to be pushing her boobs up to her chin all the time. To me, that's a woman. And I just wanted to name my kid that because I wanted to remember and remind her for the rest of her life that being a woman is being all things. And here well I said. am. I love it. She blows stereotypes out of the water all the time. So all she was really doing, and I think the resistance to it, both for her and me to begin with, was our own internalization of the stereotype of what a badass woman should look like. You are listening to the Backstage Experience Podcast. My name is David Johnson. I am here with Dave Morales once again. And today we've got a two-part episode. We are talking reminiscence and the new action thriller, The Protégé. Now, before we continue, Dave, I know you have a personal question for me. I would like to know what this question is. So Reminiscence is a time travel movie. Uh, Hugh Jackman, who you are about to hear exclusively on this episode. I'm telling you, we're giving you the big stars. You don't need to go to any other podcast. This is it. This is your one-stop mm -hmm. shop. Uh, but so, so Hugh Jackman is a scientist. He develops a machine to go back in time. So would you do that, David? That's my personal question to you. Would I go back in time? I think, I think ultimately I would, uh, depending on what the memory is or like a very fun time or happy memory sometimes probably something in my childhood where I didn't have a lot of responsibilities so I could just like relax <laughs> or I didn't have to pay bills or anything. It's like, Oh, we're going on a trip somewhere and I could sit in the car and like go to sleep and relax and not have to drive and not have to worry about all those things. I would probably go back to that point. Yeah, man. Just sit in the back seat and eat graham crackers. You know what I did as a kid? <laughs> yeah. Just um, relax. <laughs> ooh, I would go for one of those right now. So 
dude, I think anybody would. And it's funny that uh, I asked you that question because I, you were about to hear it. I asked Hugh Jackman that yes. very question. We're talking the movie Reminiscence, which we'll discuss and give our instant review immediately after. But here's the star, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, great to see you again, my friend. Good to see you too, Dave. How's it going? Well, interesting you should ask, because true story, this literally just happened. Ryan Reynolds tried to sabotage our fun day together today. I was in a theater trying to screen his new movie. I'm not going to give it a plug here. <laughs> and the theater couldn't get the film to work. I right. sat there for an hour and a half. I said, I got to go. I have to go talk to my friend, Hugh Jackman. And I just, I left and we'll see if we get to reschedule. He's I think to that's totally understandable. I think, I feel bad for Sean Levy, but I think blowing off Ryan Reynolds to come and talk to me is absolutely right. That feels, that feels natural, understandable. And I can tell you all about the movie, whatever you need to know. <laughs> whatever you need all to right. know. It's actually really good apart from the bits with Ryan in it, but he's not in a lot. Um, He's sort of like a cameo, You're not in a lot. <laughs> Everyone else. Is well, you know what? I, I said, got to go talk to my friend. By the way, I'm going to talk about this remarkable film that you're in right now, but I have to tell you, Hugh, even though we didn't talk in 2020, you remember a couple of years ago, I gave you that little statue. You won the best, nicest person award. I gave it to you in person. Even though we didn't talk in 2020, you're still the winner. That's two years <laughs> in a row. Do I take that as a double? Is that Absolutely. a back to back? Absolutely. Back well, I'm to bringing back it out at dinner like I did when you first gave it to me. And I'm going to have it there for the kids to see because they it. just don't believe it. So I just want to remind them. Fantastic. Well, yes, you are the recipient. Hey, man, this movie is something else. Uh, I read that you only got to like halfway through the script and you said, I'm in. Is that yeah. true? And tell me what, what intrigued you the most. True. I was cooler than that, though. You know, Dave, I didn't say that to the director, but I rang my agent. It was about 20 pages in. I'm like, I'm so doing this movie. Like I had sat with Lisa Joy, the director writer, who for those of your audience don't know her is one of the masterminds behind Westworld, the TV series. So I knew her work. I loved the way she described the film and the world of the film, the character. I was like, OK, this is really compelling. And this woman is amazing. So 20 pages in, I was like, I'm in. I, I made Lisa sweat a little bit more. Would you go back in time if you could? And let me tell you why I asked that, because this movie made me go down so many rabbit holes, memories of the past. You know, I was thinking, man, I wish I could get in that machine. No spoilers in this interview. But would you do it if you could go revisit some times in the 100%. past? A hundred percent. I mean, it's very, it's part of the movie, actually, this idea that if you could go back and relive. And just to be clear, the audience, reliving means reliving. It's not just like a... You go into a hologram or like virtual reality and see it. You touch, you feel, you taste. So there are many memories I like to go back, hazy memories that I'd like to fill in gaps. Um, I'm really glad that my mind has somehow wiped a lot of memories, <laughs> particularly the haunting ones. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but there's certainly a lot of ones I like to go back to, you know, family, the honeymoon, the falling in love, the kids, young, you know, just there's some random moments I'd really love to get back to. Proof right there. Hugh Jackman saying to himself, he still has our fake Oscar, uh, <laughs> but the category that he won in is very true as the nicest person. <laughs> this is the uh, Backstage Experience podcast. I'm Dave Morales along with David Johnson uh, from BackstageOL.com. Check out the website, uh, social media at BackstageOL. 
Um, you know all the good stuff. YouTube, backstage, well. All right, so that's it for reminiscence. Uh, it, 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 the twists and turns. I, I said this on on our our TV partner uh, this morning, Fox Twenty Six in Houston. I I did a quick review, and I'll just share it again here. Uh, it, it, the twists and turns are unbelievable in this story. It is time travel. It there's sci-fi elements. There's a lot of action uh, in this particular film. Yeah. And so it's, but don't Google it. Don't don't. You know, and me by saying that, watch people are going to, but don't go into it cold and enjoy the ride of this story. David, give you the final thought, and then we're going to go on to Michael Keaton's movie. Yes, yeah, some of so there are a particular like group of people who really like Christopher Nolan movies, um, and Christopher Nolan movies. Some of them tend to be very uh, cerebral, or you have to think a lot, very hard. Whether it's Tenant whether it's interstellar, where there's a lot of things happening. And if you're not paying attention, you'll lose focus. But Reminiscence, even though it's developed by uh, Lisa Joy, who is married to Jonathan Nolan, who is Christopher Nolan's brother, there is some, you know, Nolan tendencies in the movie. But the emotional aspect of the movie, it's very easy to follow. So you're not really lost in this movie. So overall, it's an awesome, awesome movie. And I can prove that what you're saying is true because not once, and you've heard me in previous episodes of this podcast, I've said I don't want to think, I don't want to have to work, uh, like yeah. Matrix movies I don't get, I'll never get, even though I love Keanu, but I didn't even bring it up in this one. And I was wondering exactly. where you're going with the Christopher Nolan. So you you have to know that yep. he was consulted, even though not credited. Oh, at, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to know. I mean, fam is fam. So they definitely they <laughs> said, hey, you know, it so happens to be Christopher Nolan in your family. Can you imagine? Hey, I got to run this idea <laughs> by you. What do you think? Hey, Steven Spielberg, you're my cousin. What do you think? Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, David, tell me what you know about the movie Protégé. I've seen uh, a couple more trailers this past week. Earlier on, I only saw like a TV spot here and there, but I'm seeing more and more trailers. And what I can gather from the trailer, and you can let me know if I'm wrong or right, is that uh, there is uh, a handler and an assassin. I'm assuming the handler's uh, Samuel Jackson and then the assassin's Maggie Q. And through some unfortunate circumstances, the handler dies. And now Maggie Q is after the person who put the hit out on her. And I believe that person who is involved somehow is Michael Keaton. I don't know if I'm right because the trailers, like, they change, which I'm fine with that. That keeps me guessing. I don't want to go into a movie and know everything. Um, You might be right. You might okay, not be might right. Be wrong. How's that for an answer? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, Samuel Jackson, he's great in this film, too. He uh, was not doing an interview, so we don't have one with him. Uh, but we do have Maggie Q that you're talking about, plays Anna in the movie. And, um, you know, we've talked with Maggie before, Divergent. You'll hear that reference in the interview coming up. Uh -huh. But, dude, let me just tell you this. So you're about to get real excited. You may not even know this fun fact about Protégé. It's the same producers that did John Wick. Which do you know? Which one do you know? If it was a uh, Colstad, why do you or, why do you have uh, to be the smartest guy in the room? <laughs> Can't you just say Dave? Was Morales? it the same guys oh, that cool. did? <laughs> it, let me just tell you right now, it was one of the producers of some of the producers or all of the producers. It might have been the producer's cousin. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, look, all I know is John Wick had something to do with this movie as far as like the yep. people behind it. Yeah, I know you're googling it. I can see you right now. Was I right? I, ha I have it. My hands are off the computer. My hands are off the... I don't know which one it was. I, I did see in the trailer that it was from 
one of the producers that did John Wick. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know David one, Johnson though. has to be the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> anyway, so let's jump into it with Maggie Q. Um, she's so much fun. I, I, she's another one that, that we love talking with uh, actress. Um, the adrenaline rush, you know. Oh, and here's a funny question. Did she realize and did she tell anybody and brag that she was beating up my favorite Batman? <laughs> Hear her reaction. <laughs> yeah. This is Maggie Q. Happy to have her talking protege on the Backstage Experience podcast. If it's one thing that I've learned about watching you in this role, don't mess with you, okay? <laughs> you are you are so fierce and uh, just you're amazing in this role. So tell me, how much of an adrenaline rush was this for you to be a part of the protege? Honestly, it really was. It was, um, we had... Uh, we had days on set where it was just sort of like really overwhelming because it's, it's really your vehicle, right? And you are leading the charge on this like, you know, supercharged action you get to set and we've got cranes and this and that and, and everything's kind of, and I would just come to set every day and I've been doing this for 20 years, but I would still come to set and be like, this is so awesome what we do. This is just so cool. I mean, it takes not just one village, many villages, you know, to come together to, to make all this work. And I just, I'm still blown away by the process. So it, it was, the whole thing was an adrenaline rush. I just spoke with your amazing director who was Isn't singing he your praises. Oh. He's so, I, I was, I was a little nervous. I mean, he's done a lot of stuff, you know, he's and joke, uh, by the way, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just, he's just, really cool. but I told him, <laughs> that's funny. I told him that I was going to tell you this. So after you were done rapping and you knew that the film was done, did you tell anybody, hey, I beat up Batman? Um, by you the know, way, I didn't even realize that that I did that until someone said it, I think like yesterday or whatever, and said, Well, you you know you fought with Batman. I'm like, I did. I mean, it really didn't even occur to me, even though he was one of my favorite Batman, you know. So how funny is that? All right, let's talk about the fight scenes though. How long to, to film and how long to actually get ready? They're so authentic and they have to be in a story like this. But I honestly was wondering, like, did anybody get hurt? Like, how long to get ready for these? Um, you know, Martin really wanted action that was practical. Like, he, he doesn't like this big sort of whimsical action that, that you know, isn't grounded in sort of reality. Um, so, so that's kind of how he approaches it, first off. Um, second of all, I, ha I, I know this action team. I worked with them years ago. And so we were kind of like reunited in this way. Um, so I had trust with them, which was great. But um, I'll tell you, like it was, it was a lot of jumping into a lot of choreography again, and also being able to. You can learn choreography, but it changes, and not a lot of people know this because then you get to set, and then there's practicals that don't work for this or don't work for that. So your memory has to be honed in such a way that I mean, it's crazy, and then your physicality has to be able to deliver everything that you know the, the mind and, and and the script is demanding, and so it it really is um, super intense. Well, there's so many moving parts to it too. And nobody have how many times that you, you know, you can practice something, there's things that could go wrong. And always, you pray that always. it doesn't, but to make it, you also have to make it real. Look at me telling you about action. hundred uh, percent. All right. But it, you're, everything yeah. you're saying is completely accurate and not something a ton of people factor in. You are listening to the Backstage Experience podcast here with Dave Morales and Dave Johnson. And today we've been talking reminiscence with Hugh Jackman and Tandaway Newton and right now we are talking The Protégé with Maggie Q and coming up real soon is Michael Keaton. And you made a mention of it and you heard Maggie just talk about, I would have bragged to everyone that I, that I was beating up Batman. 
If I got that role, I would tell everyone, and then I would have got kicked out of the movie because I told everybody before I filmed the scenes. Um, yeah, and let me just tell you right now, the fight scenes in Protégé are pretty intense. In fact, you'll hear me talk about Michael Keaton uh, training, and you know, because they're really intense. Like, I and I told him, I said, I just told Maggie Keough, I go, you can't beat up my favorite Batman. He laughs about that. We do talk about him returning to the role of Batman uh, coming up with the Flash movie, and um, here's something that's interesting. And I did a lot of research, as, as all of us do at BackstageAtWell.com, before mm-hmm. we do interviews. But I, I asked him if this was his first time acting with Samuel L. Jackson. Do you know the mm-hmm. answer to that question, David? Don't, don't look it up. Oh, I'm not. Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to think, think through. I want to say no. Dude. I didn't think that either, and guess what? He says, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, Dave, I have. I've been in a lot of movies with Samuel L. Jackson. However, they've never shared a scene. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, he named, you'll hear it coming up. Uh, he, he named uh, some of the films, and but I didn't even know that because I, I seriously looked, and there was nothing that came to mind. Wow. It's because, yeah, and it could be that they were big ensemble casts, and, you know, you just don't. Yeah. Yeah, we're together, but so that's why I kind of thought it. See, so I wasn't far off because even you, Mister Knowledge, yeah, I wouldn't have thought about that. <laughs> uh, okay, so without further ado, I want to jump right into it because I really thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. It's a quick one because again, I had to split it with the nine eleven movie worth, which we will be talking about in a couple of weeks. But uh, here we are. It's, I'm I'm just excited even to say this, dude. Uh, this is Michael Keaton, and he is our guest on the Backstage Experience podcast. Love that. Tell me about the adrenaline rush that comes with doing uh, a movie like The Protégé. You have to have an, you have to have adrenaline. I'm about the adrenaline rush. I think you have to have adrenaline just to get through the day. It's, you know, obviously a really physical movie. Fun. A lot of hard work. Got to stay focused so you don't hurt yourself. Um, it's just great fun. It's just playing. You know, it's just pretending you're some guy who can actually go out and beat up people that you could never even dream about in real life. Uh, the choreography, to get everything just right, how long does that take? A long time, a long time. There's, you just have to, you just have to do the work. I mean, it's not like the thing you can go, well, just, you know, use all the stunt guys. And believe me, I, if I could do that, I would, but the way Martin shoots, and a lot of directors, you, you, it's you, but not now, not not everything you know not every not remotely everything but uh it takes a lot of time uh to get it right so no one first of all hurts someone but also to make it look as good as it can look and and original you know there's so many movies that are so good uh stunt wise that to try to outdo a movie is really hard to to really think of what's What's the new gag we've never seen before? Right. Is this your first movie with Sam Jackson? No, I'm in, I'm in a bunch of, I'm probably in more movies with Sam Jackson than any other actor. And we're never in the same scene together, except for a couple of times when, you know, uh, in uh, uh, Jackie Brown for a minute. And then uh, uh, what's the other one? We're only, we, we only get these like little brief things. We never have like big, long, fun scenes together. All right, you're listening to the Backstage Experience Podcast. Yes, we are the ones that give you Michael Keaton. Wow, dude, how cool was <laughs> he's that? So cool. That was that was, yeah. that was awesome. He he, um, he he's 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 the best. I, I really like that guy a lot. 
Um, Birdman was uh, just a great yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really good one. Um, I still stand by. I still stand by the founder being like one of my favorites that he's done because you hate him so much <laughs> because his acting is so good. The founder is about Ray Kroc, uh, the founder of McDonald's. Anyway, so uh, yeah, Michael Keaton right there. All right, uh, protege, go see it again. I I will give you the if you feel comfortable going to a theater. Um, actually, that one's going to be. Oh no no, Reminiscence is HBO Max and theaters. Correct. Uh, and reminiscence. Want to thank our guests for joining us on this episode. All right. So next week, dude, <laughs> I I have been talking about this episode, this podcast for a long time with you, David. And uh, tell everybody what movie we're talking about next week. Next week, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the very highly anticipated Candyman, which is Jordan Peele's produced, but he's not directing it because it's Nia DaCosta. That is her horror film that's coming out next week. So we're talking to the cast. I believe we're talking to Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Who else do we have, Dave? Coleman Domingo, who's turned out to be a really good friend of ours. Coleman Domingo. We talked to him. He even yes. made a joke about it. He says, hey, man, is this our monthly visit? I said, dude, because you <laughs> you have, have been turning out movies. You know, we did Neon. We talked to him. I've talked to him like yep. several times in the last couple of months. So he's become a friend of ours. And uh, he's great in this movie. I have a lot to say next week. I, I, I have <laughs> a lot to say about what Candyman is. It's scary, yes, but it's scary not so much for the reason why you think it is scary. Now, can you compare this to Us? Like, Us was the last Jordan Peele movie where it was the, you know, the family, the couple, but then they saw, like, their refracted selves and and in that movie, I still to this day, I do not understand why Lupita Nyong'o was not nominated for an Oscar for that movie. Because, whoo, what she had to do in that movie is it's still creepy to this day. And so I'm thinking at like Jordan Peele, how he does his movies, like there's one thing, but ultimately he's trying to say something else. I'm assuming it's the same case. He didn't direct it, but he produced it. So there's something like on the screen, but it's that like... Uh, Whatever that like three card Monty game where you're like you're trying to watch something, but something else is in your peripheral vision, and then something, and then it happens, and then it's like, uh oh. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to give anything away. No, you don't have to. Don't yeah, say it. you definitely feel the Jordan Peele signature on it, mm -hmm. you know, as a producer. But uh, he gave he gave the director a ton of freedom, and Good. to tell her story. Good. And I like that. and you know, and it's an important story. Um, it's uh. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to save it for next week. Um, yeah, I was about to say, we're dancing it, around it? it. Yeah, don't. That's how passionate I am about this film. I'm glad it's finally here. But can you compare it? You can, but it's a completely different story. Uh, and and it's it, it's a little bit. Oh, oh, I'll say this: it's not so much in your face. Okay, so when you oh, okay. after you see it, things like it it, it comes comes to you. It's like, oh. oh, okay, okay. Yeah, dude, it's. <laughs> I like that. All right, uh, we got to get out of here. David, I'm going to let you take us home. But again, thanks to everybody for checking us out. And uh, I really had a lot of fun. Uh, History made, talking two different films with all these big names. Dude, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. <laughs> all right, David, take us home, my friend. Like I said before, where else can you find Tandaway Newton, Hugh Jackman, Maggie Q, and Michael Keaton all in one episode? 
You're only going to find it on the backstage experience. So make sure you tune in first. Make sure you subscribe. Then tune in wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's Apple Store, whether that's Spotify, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Make sure you're subscribed to the Backstage Daily, which is your weekday morning entertainment news. And then make sure you're subscribed to the Backstage Experience podcast. Be sure to follow us on all of our social platforms at Backstage, capital O-L. And like Dave said, next week we are talking Candyman. Don't say his name more than three times. It's going to be a great episode next week. So be sure to tune in next week to the Backstage Experience. We hope you guys take care. Be safe. We'll see you next time.